Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my next guest tonight applied to be a writer on my late night show back in the early 1990s. He wasn't ready then, but a spot just opened up. I'd like to talk to him, see if he's got what it takes. I've been told he's made some progress in the business. Please welcome a Stephen Colbert. Thrilled to have you here. So happy to. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I've been, a, I've been a fan for ages. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> I'm Stephen Colbert. Look at me. You know, I, I really, I really, uh, I think you have a lot of explaining to do. Um, I am needy. You're needy. And when I'm not with the audience, I get panicky. You get panicky I get the audience. I get, I get a little depressed when I can't stand in front of an audience and, and, and tell them jokes and get laughs. What? I get, I, get, I get a little, I get a little, um, uh, I get depressed. Yeah. I get depressed. Yeah. I get lonely. What's that like to They're be... my only friends, Conan. Okay. Okay. What? <laughs> Curious. What's that like to be a needy performer uh, <laughs> who's only happy if they're getting laughs and without it they feel shallow and empty? I want to explore that world because it's a mystery to me. It's, it's profitable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, turned, nah. I've turned my mental illness into a business model. You know that that's exactly what my father said to me about 15 years ago. He was watching me perform, and he said, Oh, I understand now. You've taken something that should be treated and turned it into an occupation. Did he really say that? Yes, he did. I want to ask you uh, about what's going on back here. You're not a people person because you doused yourself with Purell after well, each... Is this what you do? Because no, I want to ask before. you... before. This is real. I do... You don't have this behind your desk? I have a hazmat chamber I go into. Just when I'm, when I'm done, yeah. Whenever I'm done with a guest, and I'm like, "Thanks a lot, Mr. T," I go into a special chamber, and then I'm doused with various uh, lights, liquids, gases, creams, and oils. No, I have this back there to protect my guests because I like I don't want to get my guests sick, and because I, this, I am always operating. I don't know how you deal with your show after 25 years, but this is breaking me. It's this, breaking it's you? It's breaking my endocrine system, and I'm sick Why all can't the you time. You didn't have to say that. You don't have to say it's breaking my endocrine system. 
that made some of us feel not so smart. Really? Yeah. Really, Conan O'Brien? That's right. Really, Mr. Harvard? I knew you you'd pull that. What. An endocrine. Here's the thing. It's is a that different Harvard. It was I... the Harvard Driving School. The best. The best. I can parallel best. park. Suma yes. in parallel parking. Uh-huh. It's better than Yale Diesel Mechanics. <laughs> no, but I don't want to get my guests sick, and I often will have a cold or something like that, and I don't want to get my guests sick. Yeah, that's very wise. I'm being thoughtful. I'm being thoughtful, Conan. Yeah. You're a typhoid Mary over there on your show. You're like, come here. I like come to... here, oldest man in the world. <laughs> Hello, Dame Judy Dench. You know. I didn't really do it. You really, you really. I want playback. Jim, I want playback I on that. I commit as a performer. That was like watching a meteor shower. <laughs> Is this mine? It was yours, now it's got my snot in it, but go ahead. I'm good. Uh, how do you come down from a show? When I do a show, I, I get a lot of energy from it, and then I come home, and my family isn't interested in... <laughs> They're not. They don't want hyperactive Conan mm -hmm. at home. They don't... What do you do? How do you... You have a lovely family. How do you make that This transition? is how I do it. I live in Philly. <laughs> it takes me three hours to get there. Right. That's yeah. That By actually... the time I get there... I just go straight to bed. <laughs> My children haven't seen me since 2005. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, what do I do? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm unpleasant. When I first get home... Me too. I'm, I'm unpleasant. unpleasant. <laughs> That's the secret. Find somebody who will stay with you regardless of the fact that you're really hard to be with. <laughs> Can I tell you a story about you? Yeah. And that is this fall... Um, I celebrated 25 years uh, with my wife. Our 25th wedding anniversary was coming up, and when we first started... Thank you. She puts up with me. Yeah. So I wanted to do something special, and when we first started dating, uh, she lived in New York and I lived in Chicago, and uh, there was no Internet. We couldn't afford telephone calls, so we wrote each other letters almost every day. We have hundreds of letters to each other. That's so cool. It's, you're like a Civil War veteran. Very much so. <laughs> Sad violins play whenever I think about it. My dearest Lorraine. <laughs> and so for... Uh, but they've been packed away in this, this box. She actually had a uh, very pretty little box that she put them all in, and she put them somewhere back in the attic. I don't know where they were, and I wanted to get them to get a few out to read to each other on our anniversary. And I didn't know where they were, and she knows where everything is. But I can't ask her, because it's got to be a surprise. Right. So I thought... I'm walking up the steps and going, where, how can I ask her where they are? And when, when we first started dating is when I applied to be a writer on your first show. 1993, yeah. Yeah, and we were, we were married the, the month you came on the air, in October of 1993. And I thought, oh, I know. Hey, hon, I got a call from Conan uh, last night. And, and she goes, oh, what did he want? I said, you remember how I applied to be a writer on Conan's show? Mm -hmm. And, um, and he didn't hire me, and I don't resent him at all. And, <laughs> and, and she goes, yeah, yeah, I remember that. You talk about it a lot. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I said, he called me because he is ending his present show, and he's going to change up the show. Right. And, uh, and for the end of his show, he's going to actually... He's having people who submitted to his original show. He's just looking back at 25 years. Come on and read 
some of the original pitches to the original show, and he wants me to just read it at my desk. I don't have to go to L.A. I can't find those original pitches. She goes, well, where would they be? I said, the last time I saw them, they were in the same box as those letters that we wrote to each other. And she goes, oh, my God, you're going to have to put on a headlamp and crawl into the eaves because it's in the back and the thing and behind it, and you see the kids, and you'll see the kids, the original bassinet, it's behind there. It's in the box. It's labeled something else, but go in, and it's in the bottom. And I go, great. So I go get them. I come out, and I hide the things from her, and I, and I said, uh, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the Conan stuff. I'll have to look someplace else. And the next day, you announced that you're changing your show. Right. I didn't know. Right. <laughs> I made that up as a lie to my wife. I, I changed the show to justify the lie so you wouldn't get caught. You're a good man. I'm a very good man. You're a good man. Maybe the best man ever. Yeah. Uh, that's all the time we have. This really didn't go anywhere. Uh, hey. Hey. Good luck. <laughs> You'll get a gig. <laughs> Network's easy. <laughs> Stephen Colbert, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. We'll be dropping classic bits and celebrity interviews seven days a week while the show goes on hiatus for summer break. The Late Show will be back on July 18th with all new episodes. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. For more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. CBS Friday and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Fire's coming to you! TV's hottest show, Fire Country. This is a high-complexity rescue with a low chance of success. Follow the rules. Can you shave another day off your sentence? Critics call it explosive and pure entertainment. I'm a fella. I'm not fit to be anything else. You're not an inmate. You're a firefighter. Bring it on. Fire Country. New episode Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.